Buenos dias from BA. This is a Rorschach Venezuela update from the 13th of July, 2023. A quick summary of what's going down in Venezuela. On Thursday the 13th, Jorge Rodriguez, the president of the National Assembly, announced that Maduro's regime has rejected the presence of European observers in the presidential elections set for 2024. This decision may cause issues for Venezuela's international recognition. This move has raised concerns both domestically and internationally, as it could potentially affect the transparency and legitimacy of the electoral process. From refusing European observers to attending the European Union without an invitation. On Monday the 17th, Delcy Rodriguez, the executive vice president of Venezuela, went to Brussels, Belgium, to participate in the third summit of the European Union and the Community of Latin American and Caribbean States, better known as CELAC. Even though the EU has put sanctions on her for, quote, undermining human rights, unquote, in Venezuela, she could attend this kind of summit because these sanctions aren't criminal, just administrative. But if Belgium wanted to, they could ask her to go back to Venezuela. Jordi Cañas, a European Parliament member, said that Rodriguez's presence was just a way for Maduro to bother the EU Parliament after they called out Venezuela's human rights violations. More news about the Brussels meeting. On Tuesday the 18th, the presidents of France, Colombia, Brazil and Argentina, along with Josep Borrell, the high representative of the European Union, called for the resumption of negotiations between Maduro's government and the opposition to establish the conditions for the 2024 presidential elections in Venezuela. In a joint statement issued after a meeting in Brussels, they emphasized the importance of a political dialogue that enables the conduct of fair, transparent and inclusive elections. All candidates should be able to participate in accordance with current laws and international treaties and with international support. In more international news, on Monday the 17th, Venezuela joined China's International Lunar Research Station. The agreement involves extensive cooperation in lunar research, including joint scientific goals and technology transfer. Venezuela is contributing its satellite control ground station infrastructure and plans to collaborate on design and data management. China has ambitious plans to establish a permanent lunar base by the 2030s and is conducting precursor missions. Venezuela's formal participation marks it as the first country to sign up for the China-led initiative. Justice was served. On Friday the 14th, a Kenyan court handed down a 20-year prison sentence to the Venezuelan ex-diplomat Dwight Sagaray and three Kenyan citizens for the murder of Olga Fonseca, Venezuela's interim ambassador. Fonseca had taken over as the Venezuelan ambassador in Kenya in July 2012 following sexual harassment allegations made by domestic staff against her predecessor. Tragically, later that same year, Fonseca was found dead in her residence in Nairobi. 
After a thorough investigation, Sagaray and the three Kenyan individuals were found guilty of meticulously planning and executing the crime. The court determined that the diplomat had been strangled in her bed with wires tightly bound around her neck, hands and legs. Moving on, on Tuesday the 18th, Spain extradited Hugo, quote, El Pocho, unquote, Carvajal to the U.S., El Pocho was the head of Venezuela's military intelligence during Chavez's government. The National Court had ordered El Pocho's immediate handover to the North American country. The ex-military officer left the Madrid 7th Penitentiary Center in Extremera, where he had been held in a cell since September 2021. He had been evading capture since November 2019. Carvajal is wanted in Washington for his alleged ties to the, quote, Cartel of the Sons, unquote, a criminal group involved in drug trafficking and collaborating with armed groups to smuggle drugs into the U.S. The allegations span from 1999 to 2019. In other news, on Thursday the 13th, several evangelical organizations requested the National Assembly to withdraw a bill against discrimination that was introduced in the legislative agenda back in 2020 and is still pending. The bill aimed to protect the rights of all individuals, regardless of their sexual orientation, by prohibiting any form of discrimination. The evangelical organizations argued that the bill could potentially violate their deeply held beliefs and religious principles. They expressed concerns that its implementation might restrict their freedom of expression and religious practices. Also, they urged the Assembly to allow church representatives to participate in discussions on family-oriented initiatives. They also requested launching a campaign to counteract the, quote, hypersexualization of children, unquote, and reduce their screen and digital device usage. Opposition leaders face sabotage and violence. On Friday the 14th, during an event in Carabajela, Vargas, the opposition party Vente Venezuela reported a pro-government group sabotage. The saboteurs intended to disrupt and obstruct the opposition political event. As a result, the police intervened and arrested the individuals. Vente Venezuela shared a video on Twitter showing a group of civilians engaging in aggressive behavior, including pushing and throwing objects. In response to the incident, Maria Corina Machado, the party leader, posted a video on Vente Venezuela's Twitter account holding Maduro accountable for the violent acts that occurred during the event. On a different note, the political landscape mourns the passing of Aiza López de Guevara. On Friday the 14th, the party Acción Democrática announced the loss of López, who had served as the National Women's Secretary of the Political Association. In addition to her role in politics, López was a former councilwoman of Caracas and the president of the Committee of Victims of Blackouts. Her dedication to public service and contributions as a columnist for El Nuevo País were widely recognized.
As of now, details about the cause and location of her passing remain unknown. On Tuesday the 18th, during a police promotion ceremony, officials from the Bolivarian National Police gifted Maduro a scale model of the El Helicoide Detention Center. Maduro thanked them for the gift, calling it, quote, very significant and representative, unquote. The United Nations Independent International Fact-Finding Mission has identified El Helicoide as a detention center where various torture methods are applied, including suffocation, beatings, electric shocks and threats of violence and rape. Do you remember last week's news about the contamination on the side of Maracaibo? Well, finally, on Friday the 14th, the Venezuelan government addressed the condition of the lake. Josué Alejandro Lorca, Minister of Eco-Socialism, said that the lake is in a healthy state and not facing a contamination emergency. Lorca disclosed the government's action plan for cleaning the lake's shores. This plan includes initiatives such as collecting cyanobacteria, monitoring company effluents, reforesting basins and improving solid waste collection. The Amazonia is in danger. On Thursday the 13th, Luis Betancourt, coordinator of the Amazonia Research Group, reported that illegal mining had spread to all seven municipalities in Amazonas state. The mining growth is posing social and health risks for indigenous communities, leading to an increase in malaria cases and mercury-related diseases. According to Betancourt, one specific municipality, the Parque Nacional Chapacana, has witnessed a surge in illegal mining, attracting up to 20,000 illicit miners, predominantly Venezuelans. Additionally, some groups controlling the territory and mining activities originate from Colombia, taking advantage of its strategic location. However, not all is gloom and doom in the news world. On Thursday the 13th, the Universidad Católica Andrés Vecho conducted an auction of more than 200 non-fungible digital art pieces, more commonly known as NFTs, to raise funds to provide scholarships for its students. This initiative was designed to offer financial support to students facing economic hardships in pursuing their studies. The NFT artworks were sold at various prices, enabling the university to raise substantial funds for its scholarship program. In entertainment news, on Thursday the 13th, the Teatro Antiguo Cine Glorias Patria in Mérida hosted the closing and award ceremony of the 19th edition of the Venezuelan Film Festival. The film La Sombra del Sol was a clear winner, taking home five awards, including the prestigious Best Five Feature Prize in the Fiction Feature Film category. Meanwhile, quote, Simon, unquote, directed by Diego Vicentini, received the award for Best Fiction Feature Film at the festival. Film enthusiasts in Venezuela will soon have the opportunity to enjoy both of these movies in local cinemas. And that's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. Remember, you can always financially support us using the link in the show notes. Can't do that but still want to support us? Tell your friends about us and hit the subscribe button. Hasta la próxima! Thank you.